and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers blah, 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 express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Cabrera-Dixon. And I'm Sammy Scorstead. Together we have combed through Book Talk, combined our tubby red lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. The book of the moment for today's episode is Yellowface by R.F. Kuang. Just a forewarning for those of you listening, this is not a spoiler-free zone. We will be discussing this book in all of its glory, which of course includes revealing the ending. Rebecca F. Kuang is the award-winning number one New York Times best-selling author of the Popular Trilogy and Babel, an arcane history, as well as the forthcoming Yellowface. A Marshall Scholar, she has an MPhil in Chinese Studies from Cambridge and an MSc in Contemporary Chinese Studies from Oxford. She's now pursuing a PhD. PhD in East Asian Languages and Literatures at Yale, where she studies diaspora, contemporary Chinese literature, and Asian American literature. What is an MPhil? I don't know. Is it M-phil a Master's or- of Philosophy? Oh, yeah, probably. Or something? What? In Chinese Studies? And Ma- what's an MSc? <laughs> I don't know. Ma- Master of the Sciences? No. Master. Mm. RF Kong is so far out of our league, we don't even know what league she's in. (laughs) so far out of our league, bro. I feel dumb when I read RF Kong's stuff, dude. Mm -hmm. I'm like, big words. (laughs) Wait, did I I tell you? So this is a minor sidetrack that's still very interesting for the podcast. Thinking of an author. Can Mm. you think of an author that best, like, reflects who you what you value and who you are as a person mm. or like just like if you had to choose one author to represent not Why necessarily like say represent john you, you. Well, i knew you saying I, john green he, we are just the same person we just are it's not even necessarily it's like how you would want to be represented as or like reflects i don't know exactly i genuinely how... think it's so ironic considering the fact that i will till the day i die say i refuse to read stuff Male. by white men specifically yes. but, but and i'm yet still gonna white say men. john green like I'm, okay. Still, okay. I'm still gonna say john green we just like i think the anthropocene like i've loved him forever but the anthropocene reviewed is like if you sp- took a shit. spoon inside my brain and scooped it all out okay so okay i said madeline miller and rf kuang just because i not necessarily because it like their writing reflects who i am as a person but i think Mm -hmm. the fact that they are both scholars within like historic scholars and cultural scholars of the topics that they write about is just like the epitome of everything i want to be and like achieve in my lifetime i totally get that i totally get that. that is just like i i think i just have like the most respect and admiration i was about to say that specifically like if you were telling me what is an author that i genuinely am looking at with like constant awe and constant yes. like yeah. i like worship the ground you walk on i would say rf Kuang. everything yeah, R- she's pumping out lately i'm eating it up like yeah um how can i make this part of my personality now yeah like, yeah it, she is she's doing it truly like nobody else is doing it right now yep yep 
Right. Anyway, so before Anyways. we jump into discussing <laughs> more of our own thoughts and feelings regarding this book, I'm going to go ahead and read through the blurb on the back of the book for the sake of contextualizing it. Quote, authors June Hayward and Athena Liu were supposed to be twin rising stars. Same year at Yale, same de- debut year in publishing, but Athena's a cross-genre literary darling, and June didn't even get a paperback release. Nobody wants stories about basic white girls, June thinks. So when June witnesses Athena's death in a freak accident, she acts on impulse she steals athena's just finished masterpiece an experimental novel about the unsung contributions of chinese laborers to the british and french war efforts during world war one so what if june edits athena's novel and sends it to her agent as her own work so what if she sends if she lets her new publisher rebrand her as juniper song complete with an ambiguously ethnic author photo sorry Doesn't this piece of history deserve to be told, whoever the teller? That's what June claims, and the New York Times bestseller list seems to agree. But June can't get away from Athena's shadow, and emerging evidence threatens to bring June's stolen success down around her. As June races to protect her secret, she discovers exactly how far she will go to keep what she thinks she deserves. With its totally immersive first-person voice, Yellowface takes on questions of diversity, racism, and cultural appropriation, not only in the publishing industry, but the persistent erasure of Asian American voices and history by Western white society. R.F. Kuang's novel is timely, razor-sharp, and eminently readable without any further ado let's get into it so trigger warnings these were just on story graph because this mm-hmm. book is so new but if you it's remember so any, it's so new we haven't done one of these in a long time like like drop like a the book quick turnaround yeah. less than yeah. a week yeah yeah um So trigger warnings, racism, death, cultural appropriation, rape, sexual assault, suicidal thoughts, war. Do you have others? If we have others, we'll mention them. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I think I go in now to RF Kuang's books with a certain level of expectation. Uh Uh-huh. Fair. I'm not at all going to say that this didn't hit that because it absolutely did. So I think it makes me feel really excited to know that I'm going to pick this up and I know I'm going to like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of the same feeling I get with Emily Henry, just very different vibes, obviously. Obviously. Like, like I know, like I heard everybody talking shit about Happy Place and I picked up Happy Place and I was like, yeah, no, this is still an Emily Henry. Like it's still, yeah. it still hits like that. Okay. Um, and I think the that R.F. Kuang is doing it for not the romance genre. She kind of does every other genre now that I think about it. Yeah. But um, so I was like, I got my highlighter out. I got my matching sticky tabs. I got my pens. I was like, I know I'm going to like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm really going to, you know, really going to put the effort into like reading it and enjoying yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And of course, the irony of that was, like, I'm going to use my own brain to read this this time. I'm, I don't have the audiobook. And then, of course, like, literally yesterday, the audiobook became available on Libby. And I was like, you know, that's right. evil. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, what were your feelings going into it? So I didn't know much about it. I knew it was going to be way different from her other books. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that. I knew it was... Uh, some, like a about authors like stolen whatever and mm-hmm. I was like okay um and then I went to because I did the audiobook okay. and I went to do it and I was like oh my god this is like literally like a day 
shorter than like all of her other books like <laughs> in the time yeah, yeah why yeah. you know um not like a full day but like 12 hours mm, like 10 hours shorter than all of right, her other right. books anyways but i i'm actually really glad i listened to it i think the narration because it is like like it said in the thing where it's like a this is such an enthralling first person narrative and like hearing somebody speak out these delusional and like really fucked up thoughts yeah yeah you know it was actually kind of like very entertaining and so yeah i but again like like i said rf kong is such a like immediate buy immediately like i know even if it is some i think frankly like whatever genre she does i will be like doing them all right now yeah yeah She's like, ooh, we did really like epic high kind of high fantasy vibes. Now yeah. Babel was like historical, historical like fantasy fantasy. Yeah. Like it was real light on the fantasy mm-hmm. and real heavy on like the politics, like, I had which to I go really to like. Google. I had to go to Google yeah. and be like, what is this real? Like yeah. Babel. I'm like, is this shit real? Nope. It, literally. <laughs> literally though. And then there's this, which is like fiction. Yeah, there's no there's no fantasy this time, Mm-mm. which I thought was I, I was I also didn't I didn't look at anything like I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. I only knew I was like, OK, I mean, I like the cover a lot. I think this is a stunning cover. It is. Oh, my God. I, I love the more simple covers mm-hmm. that have been coming out lately from books. Uh-huh. Um, so this one really like does it for me. And also, like, I like that the um, the hardback is all white. Ooh! Somebody said somebody somebody made a point on TikTok, so I I will not steal the credit for this Mm -hmm. comment that I'm about to make. But somebody was like, "Look at like the detail level of the fact that the cover is all yellow, Uh and then when you take the cover off, it's white because it's (gasps) the same. It's the idea of the concept of the story, yeah, of June stealing Stealing. the Mm -hmm. story and making it look one way, but on the inside, it's like the it's it's hers." the white bitch that's yeah. cool yeah yep yeah yeah i was like oh my god <laughs> this woman <laughs> really doing she knows what she's doing um so i really like i can appreciate something like that uh-huh. a lot um just the attention to detail yeah, you're just man, like yeah you realize it or somebody points it out and you just go <gasps> oh yeah. my god like, no way <laughs> <laughs> um as for the plot, um, I think this is one of those books where, like, the opening line is, like, how can I now put this down? Because I can't, yeah, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was, um, the night I watch Athena Lou die, we're celebrating her TV deal with Netflix. Yep. Like, huh? <laughs> where is this going? <laughs> where, are we, where are we going with this one, girly? Um, I have so, to... Yeah, go ahead. I, like, I, my job dropped at multiple times throughout this book. Yeah, where, like, just, yeah. I think just the, like the audacity. Oh, for sure. Where I was just like, oh, I cannot believe. I, yeah. yeah. Well, I love the slow way we get introduced to June. Mm-hmm. Because at first, you know, I don't, I would, I had no idea what I was reading because I didn't read the blurb. Right. But I was like, oh, so is June also Asian at first? Until the I first. I thought so too. Yeah. Until literally, because she's like being so bitter about Athena. Right. And I was like, I mean, I can get behind bitterness. And then I realized, I, I was like, oh, this is not just bitterness. This is not just bitterness. No. Um, 
And I physically had to take out a tab color because I was like, oh, okay, we're going to be seeing a lot of racism. Yes. So uh, the tab color originally was for racism and then it turned into um, audacity. Like, okay, yeah. White, <laughs> white woman the audacity. Caucasity, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. caucasity, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> caucasity. Um, and I, that was literally the most used color yep, for yep. the whole book. Yep. So, yeah. I so it's interesting because like I I think I read like the first all I didn't read the blurb but I just knew generally like oh an author steals um and is trying to get away with like having right whatever anyways so for some reason I was like oh my maybe Athena it'll come out that like Athena is the one like she's stealing these book ideas because like she's so successful and then June's gonna find out or whatever blah blah, blah and then I don't know. I, I don't know what I thought was going to happen. I genuinely but had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. But then I, at first, like in the first chapter, I was like, I was behind the bitterness too. I was like, damn, yeah, Athena kind of seemed like I'd be, I, I was a little annoyed. I was like, the way, the way that she was initially describing their dynamic and their relationship and the yeah. way Athena was just like, she didn't care about June's whatever. Like she said insensitive, like she made it sound like she was saying insensitive things to June and everything. And I was like, mm, maybe Athena is annoying. Like, I don't know. And then, mm-hmm. then it obviously it was a little 180 there. but Which uh, I think was also like a way of RF Kuang doing the thing that we see happen all the time, which is like when any person of color is attacked, like, by a white person yeah and then the people are automatically willing to jump to the white person's defense yep yep so i think that there was a level of rf kong wanting us to not really understand yet dynamic yet yeah and then then like hitting us in the face with the like no uh, this person's awful yeah yeah with the like races and the microaggressions yep. and little thoughts like that and you're like oh i see yeah, <laughs> yeah now i get it now okay yeah 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 this uh-huh. is supposed to be a main character protagonist that i don't like yep which I thought was, I mean, it's not hard to hate a racist, <laughs> no. but but I do feel like R.F. Kuang did a really good job of making June so unlikable without mm-hmm. making it to the point where I was like, I can't fucking read about this bitch anymore. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Because usually when there's an unlikable main character, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I yeah. can't. Yeah. I can't hang in here. But this was like, she was so horrible that I couldn't look away. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. I yeah, yeah. How many uh <laughs> how many authors did you think of in like when Oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, oh uh-huh. multiple times I was uh-huh. like at Colleen Hoover at Tessa Bailey. I know we said we wouldn't mention these people anymore, but I was like, this is giving those people specifically. Yeah. There were some very specific things that I was like, I feel like this is shade. this is a call like this, this is, is actual direct shade. Call out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like subtweeting within mm-hmm. within the within the text. This is for sure. Subtweeting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because yep. there were a few times where I was like, that was very specific. There was something mentioned about um, some white woman's book cover looks exactly <laughs> Looking, like yes, another white else, woman's yep, book yep. cover. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I wonder where I've heard that from. You know what was it? So they used Twitter. She used Twitter. She used, mm-hmm. like, she referenced a lot of modern, like, aspects of the publishing um, mm-hmm. industry. But it's like, I think. I know it's interesting because I think the social media platform that is leading in book sales and book like book everything is TikTok. 
Right. And so it was like, there was no mention. And I think like, I understand why a rapidly changing platform. And it's also just like, so it's relatively new. But it, yeah. like, it was interesting reading about, like, oh, this is the publishing industry, blah, 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 like, TikTok or um, Twitter and Instagram and all this stuff. But, like, not mentioning TikTok feels – it felt like, mm-hmm. like, oh, but, like, there's this huge piece that we know – because this is so realistic and so um, – like, it is – it's pulling directly from, like, shit that That's happens. currently happening. Yeah. 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 And then, like, to not – like, I understand why TikTok wasn't in it, but it also felt like there was, like, well, what about book talk? Book talk mm-hmm. would be leading all the stuff, like the conversations on book talk, you know? I don't know. And I think that was deliberate in a lot of ways because she did mention TikTok's existence yeah. a few times yeah. with regard to, like, I don't know, teenagers doing dances and shit like that, you know? What right, I mean? right. Um, so she did mention it, but I think that it had, a, like, her avoiding mentioning book talk has, I could see it for two reasons. One, she understands how much we hate those kinds of references. You know what I mean? Okay, like readers fair. hate. Like if I had to, I've read books where every time they mention TikTok like as an active part of a storyline, I'm like, this is really annoying. Like this yeah. is really I just we're not we're too in it right now for me to be like, I can read that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like even Hank has said with regard to his book, like he wishes that TikTok was out when he had started writing it because it would have been perfect to pull in for his storyline but I think in most other books like that does not apply and I think it's annoying my other reason is her books are really popular on TikTok like I think I think there's like there's a another level of both diversity and a lot of whitewashing on book talk that we're still seeing so Uh I wonder if like perhaps she had thought about mentioning it mentioning it and then been like "Mm, this is gonna open like i'm gonna have to because it could it could go either way right like Mm -hmm. june could have used it as a like yeah my book should be doing well on Uh book talk but now everybody's promoting diversity and da 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 da, you know um i so i think perhaps it would have been a little too inconsistent because it is like both really strong both on right book talk okay that's true and yeah. on twitter i i agree with her like twitter is full of like white books <laughs> like yeah, yeah you gotta dig around on twitter to find non, non i mean i don't know obviously it's one of those things too where it's like you're given what you're looking at right what you're looking for or liking and interacting with and things but i think like twitter's got a totally different algorithm than tiktok and yeah. I, I so i do think that that would have I th- I don't know. I don't know. But I do think, like, had she mentioned it more, I don't think it would have been super annoying. You know? Exactly. I, I think yeah. it could have, like, some sort – if – but you're right. Like, I don't know what angle of incorporating mm-hmm. TikTok would have been best for the story or if it would have even – but, like, I think just, like, more acknowledgement of it because, like, yeah. the existence of it was there and then, like, book talk itself has been – it was like they talked about fucking book talk in the hearing to like defend, like it's a massive part of the publishing industry now. It's like it kind of. What year is this supposed to be set in? Mm. Now I'm thinking, maybe maybe book talk like wasn't pre- a thing yet. Yeah, maybe, but she like, said TikTok though. Maybe it's supposed to be like 2019 or something. You know, like when TikTok was the birth thing, but of, not book talk. Yeah, yeah. The birth of book talk was very much pandemic. Because this was related. kind of all over the place in terms of like timeline yeah that's true it did like it was like 
at least two years long, the book. Yeah, but then also there were the flashbacks from yeah. college and things like that. So yeah. perhaps for consistency purposes, she was like, mm, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not this time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so. Obviously. Also- oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I was. Okay. I was going to say, this, this book was interesting because I feel like. Like, there weren't many characters. Yeah. You know, like, it is mostly, like, I feel like this, it's the first time in a long time I've read a book like this, where it was, Mm -hmm. like, primarily focused on one character. Mm -hmm. One perspective. Like, we, in, in, like, we're very much in her head, and, like, we didn't get to know, like, there were really no other characters except for that, like, played massive roles in anything. Yeah. Like, you know. I think it was also really interesting that, we only got to know Athena through June's eyes. Yes, yes. So sometimes June loved Athena. Yeah. And then other times she could fucking stand Athena. And other times yeah. she fucking hated Athena. Yeah. And so I think it was really interesting to... I think maybe perhaps I just don't read a lot of first person anymore. Also. Yeah, yeah. Especially first person fiction where there's like some element of what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, Because like June is an unreliable narrator. Yep. In a lot of ways, because she hides things from us. She didn't tell us until, like, the middle of the book, or towards the end, really, that she had also stolen, like, other things from Athena's desk, not just mm-hmm. the, yep. the last front manuscript. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, you didn't tell us that the night of, like... I know. Like, part of me was, like, at the end, was there going to be some reveal that she did, like, intentionally do something, or, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like that could I was like there could be some sort of twist where like this was all calculated to some extent. Right. Because she ma- she really makes you feel like like she's going crazy one. Yeah. And in that way she makes us feel like what is the truth? <laughs> like like what, what is she actually capable yeah. of? Was Athena actually a bitch or like no, and also yeah. is it kind of 50-50 like anybody could be not a cool like not an amazing person but also yeah. be not a horrible person yeah but when you're only looking through the eyes of june who you know notable racist like <laughs> you are very much like i don't know like i was like oh i'm so pro athena and then she would say things about athena and i was like is she Wait. just saying this because her her mm-hmm. feelings were hurt over something or is she saying this because that's like a legit thing that happened right what did you think about stealing or the writing the story about June's rape in college. That's see, that's like fucked up. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were things where I was like, but is that true? Or is that yeah. just something that June is telling us? Because we can't know. Yeah. So because things like that made me go, oh my God, like that is kind of shitty from Athena. And the 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 various people who have said, like, oh yeah, she just kind of goes and talks to people and, and steals their like, stories. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then kind of puts them off as her own. And that's why June was like, why is this any different from what Athena does? I was like, oh, no. But then, <laughs> wasn't it, how many people said that? Because, like, I know the, the ex-boyfriend, Jeremy. I can't remember his name. But the ex-boyfriend, white, another white man, said yeah. that. So it's like, it's also like the bonding together of, like, of the white people who are, like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and like, everything what for to this, trust. like, smear campaign yep. against a dead person. Like, but like the, all writers yeah. do that to ex- like it's 
you are looking at things you are recording conversations in your head like everything is inspiration yeah. and everything is and so at the same it's like well yeah no shit I don't know no I totally totally because and I think that was one of the like deeper like themes you know what mm-hmm. I mean of, of like how you know how who who tells the story matters and that's why June mm. is constantly like well I mean who cares if I told the story if you know as long yeah. as the story gets told and nope. like da 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 this it was really like a mind fuck I felt like this whole mm-hmm. book like starting off with Athena choking to death I was on like, a pancake whoa I was like dude what is this book and then I was like no fucking way that this is as soon as like she's dying I was like oh no okay yeah. I see where this is going mm-hmm. because we saw the manuscript and yep. I was like oh god it's like watching a car accident in slow motion yep can't look away mm-hmm mm-hmm before we move on to discuss the rest of Yellowface, let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, let's continue the conversation. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I remember one of the, what was I going to say? Fuck me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, oh my God, it was like one of the um, the first like panels I think she was on. Yeah. And she responded because they were like, oh, like isn't it important or like the whose stories you tell and then she just goes off on this like yeah well I think it's really dangerous to start like censoring who's like who can tell what stories and stuff like would you tell a black author they can't write a white character and all of a sudden it's just like the most like oh my god like because it's like that is so many people's arguments and things nowadays it's like well no then you're getting into censorship and it's like it's like in the idea and then she also at one time like claims reverse racism or whatever yeah. and she's like racist <laughs> towards a white bro. person no but it's like it's like those things that people are still they're like no like a white person can be oppressed just as much as any other person of color and it's like uh no they cannot <laughs> uh actually and it's yeah so like that was there were times where I like you said it was like it wasn't too hard or like it was an unlikable character, but it wasn't like you couldn't look away. There were times yeah. where I had to pause and just be like, I was infuriated by so much of this. And, and I, I had to like take a like, moment. Yeah. And I think that's like part of it, obviously, right? Is like if if it was just a book where we're supposed to like the main character, but I don't like them, then oh, that's yeah. hard for me to get through. The fact that I know I was allowed to hate and I'm supposed to be hating June made it like really like made that not really a factor that I would have to stop reading you know what I mean because I'm like oh I'm supposed to hate her so I'm I'm reading with hate but not in that way you know what I mean (laughs) like yeah I think um, like I am the type of person too that has to like pause tv shows or movies or like like completely like (laughs) stop watching a movie if I have like too intense of secondhand 
embarrassment yeah. or cringe. Like I like I physically cannot continue to consume something at a certain point. Right. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know, but I know a lot of people have that feeling. Shit. Yeah. 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 I um I just was thinking about the levels of her audacity throughout. Uh-huh. Like but but also I really enjoyed the tie-in of like it's kind of like her own obviously it is her own like hubris, right? Mm-hmm. Taking her down. Um and I think that it was really interesting that at the end we learned that like she's being haunted, right? Quote yeah. unquote by yeah. Athena, which I thought was I was like, is she kind of going crazy? Because yeah. I when, thought she was too, yeah. Right. Because when she's at that reading and she thinks she sees Athena in mm-hmm. the audience, I was like, is this just a like is it like Athena or is this just a level of like white people thinking all Asian people look the same? Yeah. Right. Um but and then because we get the like Athena lose ghost account and like all these weird things happening, you're kind of like, what is going on? Like, was there a part of you that was like, is Athena alive? Yes, there was a part of me where I was like, oh okay, my god, same. maybe, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't, I feel like I can't rule it out, even though we watched her die, right? Yeah, <laughs> very like, much watched like, her die. I feel like this is maybe a possibility. Um, so I think. I don't know, the last hundred or so pages, I was felt like I was reading a horror novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, there's good- I thought somebody was going to die. Same. I, I thought she was going to kill. Gonna I thought herself. she was going to kill Candace. Oh. Yes. At the end. I thought she was, yeah. Once we learned that that's what was going on, I thought she was going to kill Candace. Yeah. Um. But I also, before that, thought perhaps she was going to commit suicide. It was kind of going in that direction a little bit. I think she... I felt. But she's kind of too much of a... Like, I I think she thinks... Like, she gets in these weird... She would get in these weird, like, almost manic moments Mm -hmm. where she was like, no, 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 I'm going to fix it. Like, now I'm going to, like, tell everybody and I'm going to write our story and then I'm still going to be able to control the narrative and blah, 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 all this stuff. So, like, she still has enough self-importance and like yes entitlement yes, that's what i was looking for an yes. entitlement where like i i knew i didn't think she was gonna end up killing herself right yeah that's fair yeah i was just like i feel like every time she got really low she was like it's okay like my publisher's gonna believe me and th- yeah. that was i think really frustrating too which i know i'm sure this does happen all the time but like her publishers constantly being like oh yeah it's fine yeah yep I mean, we'll just tell it. me you didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then you didn't do it. We believe you. Mm-hmm. So fucking frustrating. There were so many things in this book that were making me like viscerally angry, you know? Yep. Yep. And just being like, I, I also really liked seeing um, like a new side of the publishing industry. I feel like one, authors don't talk about publishing mm-hmm. a lot. But two, like when she, when June's character is like in the midst of all this controversy and she feels like she can't write anything. And so her editor's like, well, what if you try IP? I was like, huh? What? What, what is fuck? this? I had yeah. no idea that that was a thing where like yeah. there are things that need to be written mm-hmm. by certain, by certain applicants and stuff that they don't have a writer for. So authors can just 
volunteer to write that thing and then they get an advance and not anything else. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really interesting. I had no idea. So now I'm looking at all these other like weird <laughs> weird books that have like a bigger author or a used to be popular author behind them that are behind like a very specific IP. I feel like that's really interesting. Like I used to read a lot of like Doctor Who books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who writes these? But that makes sense now. Then. Yeah. I also love so when and then when he volunteered that idea and it was going to be like so fuck like the handmaid's tale yeah, with really like and up. and she was just like that is like she didn't say like how fucked up it was as a concept yeah. as an idea it was like that will destroy my career yeah 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 uh-huh. that response to it too was just like oh come on man it's so and much more than that and then how she gets that. mad and then she, how she gets mad she's like oh we're passing on this was a bad idea anyway she like puts it in parentheses like Mm -hmm. because this other author and it's you know a a perhaps asian author because of their Mm -hmm. last name right Mm -hmm. wrote about it and got like it was really popular and da 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 two weeks later yeah whatever yep and it's just like and now you're mad (laughs) stupid bitch like stupid fucking bitch there were so many things and then like she she kept every time she was like trying to think of like new ideas to write and stuff and she kept she was like, well, I already have the research on, like, Chinese history and stuff, so I should just continue to yeah. write. And it's just like, oh, my God, no, stop. Like, ugh. Absolutely. What authors do we feel do that these days a lot? I feel like there's somebody that I just can't think of off the top of my head. Taylor Jenkins Reid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was so absolutely. confused that you didn't lump her in with, em- La- not Emily Henry, um, the uh, Colleen and Tessa no you're absolutely right I don't know how I also didn't do that that's pretty funny um no you're totally right like oh I've already written one Latina character I guess I'm gonna do it again (laughs) yeah oh that's so frustrating but I really like respect rf kuang a lot on every level we've already discussed like at the beginning but Mm -hmm. also for her like, this is a huge call-out book to be a published author with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't just, like, a think piece or whatever. This is, like, a, a ca- book that calls out the industry, calls out authors, maybe perhaps not by name, but by circumstances. She called like, out every player <laughs> in the publishing industry. She called yeah. out publicists, editors, like, the publishing houses. She called out the authors. Yeah. She called out She called out the fans. She called out the people... Like she called, she called every like nobody in yeah. in this book, which to is some extent that probably you see almost never never no one do. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I just really respect like the balls to the wall. <laughs> like here we go. Like I'm gonna open this can of worms because nobody else is doing it. Like yeah, because these are obviously all these things discussed are things that I've seen in conversation online. Like yeah. there was nothing in here where I was like, that never, no happens. new information. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, these are, these could be taken exactly from TikTok. These could be taken exactly from Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever, like mm-hmm. these various conversations that were being had, um, including like every interaction that June has with other people at like panels and stuff. Like right. all of these conversations are conversations that are happening. Yeah. Like, none of the audacity, right, is things that aren't, that are far-fetched. All of it is, no. like, very accurate information. Um, so I just thought, like, goddamn, girl. Like, yep. you you go for the neck. Go for the throat. Like, I love that shit, man. 
Yeah. Because nobody else is going to do that. Everybody else right now is like, ooh, look at my little cartoon cover. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Like, I love those kinds of books, but I do appreciate the like. Let's put a magnifying glass on on this. Yes. Yes. Like, let's look into this. And you know what? Let's not only look into it, let's make it a whole engrossing novel Mm -hmm. that you can't put down that makes you think like yeah yeah, dude i love that shit i do think this made me i okay i'm gonna be so honest i have been um on i've been getting a lot of poppy war tiktoks have you i have and i've just been i found myself talking about poppy war a lot more recently and i think i severely miss because like this book was so good it was Like, it was beautiful, but, like, again, it was first person from a very insufferable character. Yeah. And I miss R.F. Kuang's, like, be- the beautiful writing where, you, like, you read lines and you just have to, like, stop for a moment and just be like, oh, my God. Like, that yeah. was, you know, because, like, that wasn't this type of book. No. And, but, like, I mean, it was still phenomenal and I really enjoyed it. But I do, like, it's making me want to reread like just one of RF Kuang's like beautiful beautiful books that have or maybe just scroll through the um the that Twitter account where it just has all the oh, yeah. all the best lines <laughs> the Rinbot or the whatever the Rinbot one yeah. yeah maybe I'll just I'll start there and then see if that satiates me and you know what I think is a really interesting thing off of what you said is like there were good lines in this book yeah but your the vibe was like i hate this girl yeah yeah so, so it was like, i it's can't harder. like that line yeah because it's also your that brain is fighting <laughs> because yeah. it so it's like it's a beautiful line but it's coming from somebody that you like do not yeah you're like, like oh but june fucking said it so yeah like this girl yeah yeah. And you're like, no, I don't want to agree with you. And, like, obviously we get the – I think, like, RF Kuang does a really good job here of, like, giving us things that make June feel like a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like her, like her, you know, sexual assault mm-hmm. situation in college. Like, that Relatable. experience made us go, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we do relate to her. Yeah. And I think that's – an interesting like way to make people go i know i hate this character but also that does not mean that bad things like Don't that happen. should have happened yeah. no. but we want like a specific bad thing to happen to her but not that bad you know what i mean yeah like, it really tests like the readers i don't know morals not morals but like the way in which you're thinking about what kind of punishment like a character should have right like, what a character should deserve and things like that so i thought that was really really interesting i agree excellent amazing amazing Our did you have lines did it that again. you marked no i did not because okay, i just i, I looked up to it oh yeah yeah fair i marked a couple um let's hear them but and w- obviously with the context that i hate june but these lines were good <laughs> yes we couldn't ignore yeah, yeah, yeah. um like in the very beginning literally page nine she says jealousy is constantly comparing myself to her and coming up short is panicking that i'm not writing well enough or fast enough that i am not enough and i never will be enough like those are like very much author (laughs) yeah um 
I love this one was not June's line. This was somebody's Goodreads review for her. Oh my god, okay. And it's another iteration of the white woman exploiting sob story formula. Copy, paste, change names, and voila, bestseller. Like literally, (laughs) literally (laughs) called out, called out. (laughs) What else? I have two more, two or three more. There weren't a lot where I was like, ooh, I love this. Like we did you did you catch the Taylor Swift line? The Taylor Swift call out? I did catch the Taylor Swift call out, and I think the irony of all of this stuff going down right now, too, is pretty funny. Yep, of, yep. Like, the timing-wise of this book being published and such. But I think that's a really... Not to open this can of worms, but I, I think <laughs> that's a really... Me putting my book down. I know, I um, heard you! You're like, I, okay. <laughs> this is, like, a discussion that constantly reminds me of um, hood feminism. Okay. Right? Like, that white women feminism is not the same as feminism for people of color and it is in fact more harmful often than good despite it thinking that it's being good okay so i think like june's character embodies very white feminist yeah yeah very white feminist think she's like doing the right thing and that she's absolutely right and just because she's telling these stories not for her community, but for somebody else's community. Oh, I'm uplifting that voice, mm. right? Which is not the correct idea. So I think, mm. you know, yeah. which Taylor also does the same. And like, listen, I can stand and still have a critical thought. Right. You know? Like yeah. it's not. Um, and I think those are questions that do like critiques and questions that do need to come up with people who, I just said, why is she dating Maddie Healy, bro? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I won't dive into that. I won't. But I do fear, like, it. it is giving you only care about issues when yep. they're yep. When it's going good. to benefit you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Which is, uh, so somebody on Twitter was like, how can you say she's, she's, like, racist or okay with dating a racist when, remember when she made those Biden-Harris cookies Ooh! in response to Trump's racism? And I was no! like. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please get off the internet, you guys. Go touch some grass. Like, don't. <sighs> anyway, another thing I liked, but this was June, but I, I liked, like, if you could take it out of the context of the book, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want the world to wait with bated breath for what I will say next. I want my words to last forever. I want to be eternal, permanent. When I'm gone, I want to leave behind a mountain of pages that scream, Juniper Song was here and she told us what was on her mind. I like the sentiment. Mm-hmm. But also, and this is a double tab because it is tabbed for like, I liked the line out of context. But it's also a look at this entitled white bitch. If yeah, you think about yeah. it, right? There I were want so many times mm-hmm. where it was like June is literally like I'm owed this. Like yep. the universe owes me this. Mm-hmm. I put my crazy. work in. Why did a, why did Athena have the success? It's my turn now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like you know I don't. Or even when she gets Candace fired, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I hope I get that bitch fired. And then, yep. you know, you see what happened? You see what happened? See. Fucking karma, bitch. Uh, yeah. I liked Candace's note kind of at the end. Not note, but like things she said. 
And if Athena is a success story, what does that mean for the rest of us? Candace's voice hardens. Do you know what it's like to pitch a book and be told they already have an Asian writer? That mm-hmm. they can't put out two minority stories in the same season? That Athena Lou already exists, so you're redundant? This industry is built on silencing us, stomping us to the ground, and hurling money at white people to produce racist stereotypes of us. You're right, though. Every so often, someone in this industry develops a conscience and gives a non-white creator a chance, and then the whole carnival rallies around their book like it's the only diverse work to ever exist. I've been on the other side. I've seen it happen. I've been in the room where we pick one our one spicy book of the season when we decide who's educated and articulate and attractive but marginalized enough to make good on our marketing budget. It's sick, you know, but I suppose it's nice to be the token. If the rules are broken, you might as well ride the diversity elevator all the way to the top. Wasn't that your logic? Ooh. Yeah, that was really good. Ooh. That was very good. Uh, oh, and here's literally the following page. The most, I just hate this bitch, bro. Um, in her head, she says, years of suppressed rage, rage at being treated like a stereotype, like my voice doesn't matter. Like the entirety of my being is con- constituted in the, those words, those two words, white woman, bubbling yep. up inside <gasps> me and burst. Like the audacity yeah. of this motherfucker. Like what is wrong with this bitch? She's so, and the thing is, is like, it's so infuriating because that's how people are. Yeah. Like it's not even like, oh my God, this character was so unlikable because, you know, it was so far out there. It's like, no, peep white women think like this. <laughs> like, I wonder <laughs> I just had a horrible, horrible thought. Oh good, great. <laughs> great. Let me hear it. I wonder how many people are going to read this book <clears throat> and actually and not like, get it. And not get it. Mm-hmm. And completely miss the point and just be like, Yeah, that's so frustrating for J-. like Yeah. And be like, June was a likable character. She just got, like, fucked over. Yeah. She made one mistake. That's it. Yeah. Which were, which is really, honestly, wait, now I'm losing it. Because yeah. that's really, like, comparable to what happens, I don't know, somewhere in the middle where one of, where, like, all of a sudden the white supremacists start rallying oh, yeah. behind her. Yeah. And she's like, isn't it kind of ironic? Like, it feels like I'm kind of doing a good thing because they're behind me. Because now they're buying all these books My about book sales gone the up. Chinese yeah. laborers. Mm-hmm. And they're, even though, which is something they're probably, you know, not they wouldn't like normally or wouldn't buy normally now That's like but it's this is story. being shared yeah, yeah exactly yeah. which is like <laughs> so Wait far from the point yeah so far from the point yeah no but i agree with you i bet there will be people who pick this up and they're like yeah june had great points like <laughs> she was really wronged and like telling really that yeah. wrong that she stole this story and all the things and da 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 yeah and it's i the I do really love the way it ended too, with mm-hmm. like June remaining in her Delulu state. Yep, and like she thinks she's really like she's still gonna like we don't know how it's all going to unfold moving yeah. forward, but like based off of how things have gone, she will probably continue to get away with it. And yeah, well, she's like, well, I'm writing. I'm gonna, you know, yeah, I'm gonna respond to Candace. And I, d- I really liked the touch that, like, Candace came up with, like, yellow face mm-hmm. as what she would call her, like, expose or whatever. Yep. And then I was like, oh, shit, everything's coming together. Everything's coming together. It's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. Um, on that note, what did you, uh, what did you rate it? Um, I think I'm going to do a 4.5 because the okay. book was phenomenal, but it did make me miss, like, 
other RF Kuang books. Fair. Yeah. If that makes sense. Fair, fair, fair. But excellent at what it was. Just not my like favorite RF Kuang book. Uh, I agree with you on the the not my favorite RF Kuang book. I still think Babel is like chef's kiss for me. Yeah. yeah. I agree with time and their um two word note like uh what's that called on the on the cover Uh uh-huh yeah i guess it's kind of like a review but it just says razor sharp and i agree like what a good way to describe this book um this was a this was a five for me i could not put it down especially once i was like i don't know 150 or so pages from the end i was like it genuinely felt like this is kind of a thriller this is kind of like there were mm-hmm. so many things. I loved the call-outs in the industry. There were so many, like, layers to it. I love, like I said, the the um, the vibe of the, the book itself being, like, yellow cover, then mm-hmm. white on the hardback, and mm-hmm. then yellow on the inside. Mm-hmm. Dude, like, so good. So, so good. Um, and I just, I would read anything. This anything. woman writes. Anything. Quite literally, anything. So, I hope she keeps pumping them out i didn't know she was in school again she's crazy <laughs> she's oh uh, why do you write like you're writing in a running out of time <laughs> is there something we should know <laughs> i know babel came out like less than a year ago that's insane like six months ago and she, she had this homework. like this fast. bitch has homework she's well, in do school your homework. Like, like... <laughs> but also don't i want more yeah books. don't 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 you don't have to but yeah. but also like how cool because i mean obviously i have no idea what her advances look like and what book what yeah. deals for her book she's been getting um i'm curious about this one for sure yeah uh, yeah publisher um the publishing Morrow? house that um morrow strike right no. no i think she left them oh she did I know she was Moro. protesting with them. Okay. Let's see. I don't know who that is. Let's see. RF Kuang. Nope. Kuang. Nope. My fingers are in the way. Uh, publish. Publisher. Temperature Dodo. HarperCollins. No. Her publisher went on strike for better pay. Da-da-da. Yeah, but that's old. I don't know. I Wouldn't HarperCollins say that they're HarperCollins? Or maybe it's one of the, like, sub subsects of... I don't know Harper how Collins. that shit works. To be honest, neither do I. Yeah, Harper Collins. I don't okay. just bit my tongue. Um, uh-huh. Okay, time to stop talking now. Yeah. Okay. Same. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. four point seven five. Four point five. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay, I think that's where we're going to leave it for this episode. Before we part, we'd just like to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on, if applicable. If you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Host Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at hardcoverhostpod at gmail.com. Feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I'm Sam Cabrera-Dixon. I'm Sammy Scorstead. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to-be-read list is Those Who Wait by Haley Cass. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading. Bye. Bye.